Footballing philosophies, life, missions, visions, and goals for one's players, clubs, and organizations. Every week, we'll cover one of these topics on what we feel aids in the best development and success on and off the field for our players, our organization, and our community. Please join us every week on the United International FC Podcast as we cover football. Yo, 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 yo. Hello, hello. Good afternoon, Mr. What's going Fabrice. on? Emmanuel, right? How are you doing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome, welcome. Oh boy, man. How is my man Elma doing? El- Elma's doing well. Elma's doing well. Elma's uh, relaxing, uh, I would I would assume, in Omaha and, and working from time to time. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. He's a good man, man. Uh, what a player. It was, it was an honor to be a part of it. His teammate growing up, man, just a true number nine. I just remember, man, he's 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 a goal scorer and just growing up. And um, he always played a year up with us. Uh, but, man, that was growing up. That was one of the, the true number nines that definitely United was uh, created and, and uh, developed throughout the years. Now, don't go bragging on him too much now. We're going to have to cut this short if that's the kind of podcast nah, we're going to have. He's a, t- a true testament of hard work and dedication, man. He's honestly he's, he's, he's a very inspirational guy, man. He's, he's, he practices what he, what, he, what he preaches, you know. He doesn't just do, just talks, you know, and Amen. he actually goes and does it, you know. And, and you don't always see that. Um, and so he's, he's working behind the scenes, and then all of a sudden he just comes out, boom. It's like, whoa, what's this guy been doing? But he actually practically preaches. <laughs> you know? That's I think you said the key thing right there is working behind the scenes and staying yeah. low key and, and being uh humble with everything and then just coming out when it's when it's time to right, come right. out. But but yeah, man, less about him and more about the the man himself. Uh first of all, just welcome to the podcast, man. This is the United ninety six FC podcast. It's it's young, it's it's growing. Yes, so we are blessed and highly favored, man, to, to be able to, to have a guest like you Absolutely. on with us. Uh, and like I was kind of telling you a little bit before, uh, I, I just I just wanted to make this, you know, fun and, and talk about what we want to talk about. But, you know, talk about you sure. as well, you know, and, and I, I want to dive into that and get a little bit of your history, because obviously I know you through the soccer right. scene. But, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, even me, I, I can't say I know too many details about your life other than what I've heard from, from right. other people, you know. So do you want to go into that a little yes, bit? Yes, of course. Uh, when do you want to start? I mean, my, my background, um, I'm originally from a small country in Africa. Central East Africa is called Rwanda. Um, it's Central East sure. Africa. It's next to Kenya, next to Congo, if, you, if you're looking at it. Um, and I came to the States in about... 2006 and i just started life here and you know um obviously when you come into a new culture it's always difficult uh but you know it it was i had so much support and you know and people welcomed me with open arms and um i was fortunate to go to a great school uh, great uh great school uh was which was private and catholic because my family we come from a catholic family and uh, it was called Mother Good Counsel. Okay. It's, nice. it's, it switched over to um, 
what is it now? What is it now? St. Mary Academy. Yeah, it switched over to St. Mary Academy. It's, it's a school over there in Prospect, uh, over there by Northern Commons. Okay. Uh, I don't know yeah, if you're familiar yeah. with that area, um, which is doing really well. And so I went there through grade school all the way up. Um, I came into the States when I was in third grade. And I, I was in Rwanda. I was basically finishing up third grade and, and supposed to go to fourth grade. Um, but okay. which a lot of people, when they go and come in the States, they give them this test, uh, just to test where they are and how good the English is. It's kind of like a, a fail to, you know, a, a test to fail type of thing, because you, I mean, you, you're not, you're not going to pass the test because you don't know English. And so, yeah, yeah, you don't, you don't know the language. language. So <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it is what it is, but I was, I was just more thankful to be here. Uh, and, and fortunate yeah. for sure and so I was supposed to go to fourth grade but they because my English was so bad man I mean I couldn't I could barely speak anything and of so course. I was put back in third grade um, so um, I went there and started third grade and made my way up to all the way to eighth grade and um, but throughout those years um, I was trying to figure out where to play soccer so soccer was um, in Rwanda it's just all I knew uh, that's all that's what made me tick. That's what got me away from the real world and just made me feel like I belong in yes. this world, in the society. Uh, and, and so when I came here, you know, I, I, soccer wasn't big, which is still not really big, but it's developing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely growing. growing. Yes. <laughs> Certainly from where I came here in 2006. Uh, uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, long story short, uh, I couldn't for the first three years when I came here, I didn't play soccer because I didn't have no resources, no, or, you know, no, no connections or where to play. And so I missed, I missed a big wow. three years when I was, when I came here, I was 10 and, and I didn't play soccer until I was 13. So that for me, when I, when I become a coach, I know those three years are very important that those three, the 10 to 13, man, or 12, man, that's just very, very crucial years. Yeah. You know, you know, it's very Critical, as far yes. as being technical, yes. learning, understanding the game. You know, um, so I was a little behind on as far as standing, as understanding the game. But because my natural ability and my God-given talent, I was able to catch on um, so quickly. And so uh, my first club mm-hmm. in America was Louisville Soccer Alliance. You, you familiar with uh, LSA? Yeah, LSA. Man, yes, sir. That was my first club. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. they scouted me through my, one of my friends that I was going to school with at, at uh, in grade school, and um, they just I went there for a trial, and the first day I just I just killed it. Um, I just um, it's just for me nice. it was I saw it as an opportunity to to make my presence and and start my career in soccer in in America, and so I came in with the mindset I'm gonna I'm gonna show them who I am, and the first 10, 10 minutes, 15 minutes there I yep. was this kid. You know, and then um, I went there, played for, I think, a year, a year and almost a half. Um, so I started getting the attention of Javinar United. And actually, my first guy that scouted me is Tabani. He, he actually okay. was, uh, he, he is a legend. A legend. He's, he's, <laughs> you know, he, he, he speaks the truth, man. I mean, he, if he tells you you're a good player, yes, listen, he, he, trust me, he, he's not going to lie to you, you know. And so for him to see me, and, but I didn't know him. Um, he was going behind the scenes like a scout, and he was telling United, "We have there's this kid named Fabrice. I think you guys should take a, uh, a look at him." Um, but United didn't really um, yeah. take it serious. I don't know if they didn't, they didn't take it serious, but they didn't. It just didn't quite work out. 
They didn't pay you no mind at the time? Huh? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I said they didn't pay you any uh, attention I, at the I, time? No, I don't know what was going on. Um, but I think, yeah, I think oh, at the man. time, um, some, some of my good friends now um, were trying to come in the States. So they were kind of focused on other projects like uh, Napo, Seto. Those that, that, that they were trying to come to the States too. Okay. So, so it was, gotcha. you know, they, they couldn't do it all at the same time. Um, so Javin, I ended up just going through Javin on instead of United, um, which I think the buyer obviously he wasn't happy with. Um, I went to Javin on for a year mm. or two. Ali is a, a great, great man. Um, he took me in and gave me a scholarship and, and gave me the, any support that I needed yeah. with families driving me every weekend, um, to tournaments. I mean, I was, I was very thankful, man. I mean, I, I looking back now, I always ask myself, what would I what would life be like if I didn't, wasn't good at soccer, man? If I didn't have any soccer skills, because all the people I got a chance to meet throughout these years is because of soccer, you know, because I was, I was fortunate to have to be soccer good. People. <laughs> you know, it's kind of crazy, mm. you know, I mean, I had people, <laughs> pick, different families from you, from driving on, pick me up every weekend, this tournament, pick me up, take me back, pick me up Friday. We go and play for a weekend, and they bring me back on Sunday. I mean, a different family every weekend. I mean, I just as a kid, you just so you're just happy and thankful, but you just like, man, I, you don't realize what's going on, you know, because it's happening so fast. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you don't realize, like, man, like I'm just, it's 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 it's, it's a privilege, man, to just be good at soccer. It's 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 an, it's a blessing, you know. And um, so I went there for a year or two, or driving on and. Um, then made my transition also to United when Javinos kind of started falling down with my age group. Uh, it seemed like all the best players were starting to migrate over to United. And so Tabani finally was like, I told you guys, this is the time now you have to bring this guy over. And so I finally went to United and brought to coach this man, a freaking legend, man, a freaking legend. I think that's where, that's where I think yeah. my development took off because I was playing with, I don't know if you know these guys, Napo, Seto, uh, uh, D. Yes, yeah, sir. Dino, yes, uh, Walker, Andriot, uh, and crew. We had Chris Hubbard in goal. Uh, my age group was stacked, man. It was it was talent all over. Aiden, Aiden was freaking good. It was a true number nine. Um, just crazy talent, man. I mean, the, the training was unbelievable. You know, Bratzo coming in screaming, and yeah. you know, it's, it's all it's all it's all business, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you we here to ball. Yes, sir. I, I played for Bronzo as well. I definitely know it with the stomach. with the stomach sticking Bobby, out Bobby, and, and, and giving Bobby. it to you. Yes, sir. <laughs> aye, 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 aye. But man, I dude, look, man. man. At the time, you're just like, man, I, I, I just you want to go so hard because you don't want to let him down, you know, because you you push you so hard. You just Absolutely. Get, you feel like you will lose if you didn't you didn't give it all, man. You know, so because he was he invested so much in us and he wanted us to play the right way. The the, the just simple football, just 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 touching the ball. Everybody gets involved. Uh, we lose it, we get it back. I mean, we were just, I mean, every every team we played, man, they couldn't they couldn't touch the ball. Some teams they would they would they would play us the mm. whole game. We had Seto and Benelli in the middle, and Ed Walker, Andrea in the middle. I mean, they couldn't touch the ball. And so, I mean, it was a fun team to play. As a defender, oh, my my job was to win the ball and give it to those guys. You know what I mean? And, 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 and distribute, and yes, and yeah, and create space, and hopefully I get it back. But man, it was it was it was a privilege to play with those guys, man. 
Uh, so, yeah, that, that's brilliant. Yeah, so. That's brilliant. And, and I think you you dove right into what um, my my initial question it, it was going to be here, uh, which is and and as you went through here, you know, you you spoke about LSA and and jiving on and and obviously United. So you have an array of experience at different clubs. And obviously, just speaking to you in our little, uh, I'll call it a pre-production right. meeting or whatever, but just just that, you know, letting you know that we're speaking on philosophy yes, and sir. building on our, our previous podcast. You know, in, in going through those clubs, what would you say were some of the philosophies, if you even noted them at the time? I know probably not with LSA right. because you kind of just started there, but maybe with jiving on later on in United, further on that that kind of attracted you that you saw that you know that you know piqued your interest whether it was in the style of play like you mentioned or just the the way that the team worked together or or different you know like I said aspects that just drew you to to the, 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 right, great to the question, club itself Emmanuel. um for me uh you said LSA I didn't quite know the philosophy their philosophy I was just to just uh, god-given talent fast and just dribble everybody mm-hmm. and just score and I played every position you know how you are at a young age when you are 13, 14, they put you mm-hmm. in every position and you just dominate. You know, especially when you're the best player, man. Are you, you, everybody sees you. Maybe, maybe not me personally, but for all you good players out there, definitely for you are. Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't, I was just like, all right, put me whatever. You want me to play center back? Okay, let's play center back. I shot him down. You know, you want me to play four, yeah. score goals? I score goals. And so, and when I made my transition to you, to yep. your job and I was was a little bit more constructive, but at the same time, I um, I didn't I was so young I didn't quite understand the style of play as well because it was they I think they used me as like unfortunately I was they used me as like hey you're fast get up you we're gonna put you forward you kick the ball we're gonna kick the ball and you just run after it and you you, you score I mean that was, that's all I knew because I yeah, wasn't so. You know, I think I you heard me, and I blame myself for not being so educated on soccer at an early age, uh, and not wanting to be. And and the club that I was in then um, they didn't quite offer me that, you know, because uh, it was kind of like mm. long ball run, long ball kick ball run, Javan. Unfortunately, that's um, I hate to say, but that was my sense. Go looking back, um, but it worked. You know, it worked um, because you know I was fast, okay. and you know. Um, I would run everybody, dribble everybody, and cross it and go. And whatever was, was, was in a box and we were able to, to score. But I think when, when we were able to play United, man, uh, I think it was my, the, year be- the, the year before I, I converted over to United and, and made the transition. When we played, um, when, not, when Seto yeah. first year, when he came to the States, and they had a Walker injury out. I mean, they had a great players, LeBo Laffer. I mean, great players. The way they played, man, I made me. I went back. I left. They beat us one zero. I went home thinking, "Wow, wow, mm. wow, that's football, man. That's football. No too much running and letting the ball do the work, you know. And they they put the numbers mm. around the ball. So when they lost it, they have the opportunity to get the ball right back back right away. And so and you can see the creativity yeah. and the and the. the the freedom and the way they express themselves with the ball. I went home thinking, wow, I thought I was a good player. I am far from a good player. I am, I am far from, I'm just a runner, man. I'm always basically a runner, to be quite honest, you know? And so when Tabani 
uh, after the game, and he um, later that year, he you know he spoke to me at a, the, the the state cup, Kentucky State Cup. He was like, man, you 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 need to come here, man. You gonna we're gonna teach you how to play the real football, the the way we play, and the way that's simple. And you know we're gonna make you as good as these guys, the Napo, the Setos, and and the Sunny and the Delepis, those guys, you know. And I was just thinking, wow, look at the way they play, man. I was so attracted to it, man. It was such good football that I wanted I wanted her to be part of that. And so to explain the philosophy, why I was so attracted to United, and that, that reason why, man, it was so beautiful. It just you couldn't resist, man. Yeah, just watching that was really attractive to you in terms of the the style of play, and and then when you oh, reflected dude, on it, it, it was so much respect. I mean, like you, you obviously you you play a game and you want to win, but when they play, when a team just just dominates yeah. you in the right way, you just like and you can't do nothing because they're the better team. You just can't do much other than just have so much respect and just. Admire, mm. man. Was, I was just like, wow, wow, man. It was, it was... Now, some, something I love doing here is, is playing devil's advocate because I think, you know, something that's big is to understand that, wow, this is all nice and all kumbaya. You know, people like winning, man. And I think you said a key thing there that people like winning and people don't always go through the, the struggle that it might take because something I noted as you were speaking there, you said the game was only 1-0. Right. So you all could have easily right. won this game, you know, 1-0 right. as well. You could have won it 2-1. to one. So, you know, the winning – and let, let's say maybe you tied and, you know, United did play nice and all that that fancy stuff, but they end up, you know, finishing right. lower than you in the season later on. Do you really then care about that stuff? And I also said – I also noted at what age did, did you – you know, did that really click for you? Because I'm sure they probably played like that oh, against sure. you a for few sure. times before. You just didn't notice. You know, but at at some age, it clicked for you, and you also ignored that winning aspect. So when did those two things come into combination? Because I'm sure you were probably winning at Javanon, and you were thinking, you know, this is this is where it's at, and that that philosophy and that style of play does work as well. We can't deny that, you know, because trophies are there, national championships. Javanon's the only club with those. Oh, for sure, for I don't sure. want this to become yeah. a United Javanon thing, but this is it's it's clear that that's your experience, so that's why we're speaking on it, but. They, if you're talking accolades, you're talking, you know, players or whatever the case, you know, they, they're the ones that are having national championships and players at this level and da-da-da. So how did you ignore that to to switch over in that, um, that point in time? For me, I think my age, what um, kind of made it a little bit easier transition, it was my all, most of my teammates were transitioning mm-hmm. over and, and going to United. Um, for some reason, just driving on wasn't working. Um, I don't forget who was our coach at the time. He was it was a legend though. He was an old guy. Um, I forget it was, it was our age group, the ninety fives. But he was a he was a legend, man. But he it just wasn't working. And so a lot of guys started to make this transition to United, and was just kind of started to falling apart. And so I stuck that out for a, a year or two. Uh, because you you know you you driving on was so loyal to me and they, they gave literally at a young age they they gave me everything yes you know and I was a star on that team and they really respected my family that they, they gave me any anything my family needed so it was hard man it was hard because it was my first love man it was a club that that, that took me as a kid um, but 
I just looking at the players that were going over to United and the way that they, they wanted to do things, I couldn't, I just had no man. I couldn't resist, man. It was just, it was so many good players. And my, one of my, my, my best friends to today, my Benelli made the switch. When he made that switch, I was like, oh man, this is like, I have to go. I have to go because I want to play against the best. I want to play and get better. Yeah. And um, just no, no, no disrespect to your job. And on is just a lot of people just, that's what they're, that was their direction they were they were heading in and so it was a lot easier for me to to make that the, the decision yeah so for you maybe the case was also based on the team situation so it, it could vary from place to place because i like i said I, I think you know for for us it's it's obvious that we enjoy the style of play at united because right. we're, we've been through united we're united people but it's it's important to to understand that, you know, these these clubs have also been playing in a way that has, has shown success. And whether we agree with it or like it or whatever, it 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 works. Uh and and we can't uh and we can't be annoyed by that or cause cause I, I find it funny sometimes. You see even coaches at the highest level, they get annoyed by how some other teams play. <laughs> and they're like, well they shouldn't be playing like that. And they're like, when well, they're handling yeah. their business. Like what do you expect them to do, you know? So right, 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 right. you know, to each his own sort of situation. But to my, but to my next uh, kind of question here for you, I, I guess what I wanted to see is how did you do you say that philosophy on the field now in terms of the play style and keeping things simple and having control, working as a unit, um, transitioning together. How do you say that transitioned off the field in terms of what you did? Do you do you think some of those attributes transitioned at all? Do you think it didn't really transition? Do you think it might have happened without you uh, consciously knowing? Uh, how do you think those skills might have related to what you did in your your regular life? For me, because when you're in an environment that that wants to do things the right way and they keep it simple, you 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 want to do better too. Um, and so I want I started watching the game more because I wanted to I wanted it to get better and and and, mm-hmm. and have a better understanding of the game. And so I felt like, man, for me to play with these guys because. You know, the, the set those man, they're, those guys, their visions were crazy. You know, the way they think, man, it was unbelievable that Walker injury yachts, man, they're, they're so high level that I feel like, man, my, my speed and my dribbling ability is not going to cut it. I have, to, I have to be on the same level with these guys, the way that you think, you know. And so, yeah, raise my level. And so I, you I, have I to raise your level more, to keep up. Watching, being mm. a student of the game. Trying to study it, trying to study the movements and, and my decision making, you know, making sure. I, I, I'm at the same level as them, you know, and so that that definitely made a big, big, big impact yes. on me because that, I think for me that's what I think my my development just really took off because I was so inspired by how great these these players were. I had no choice but to make sure I'm at the, the same level. Otherwise, I'm gonna be done. I won't make this team. Did you feel that that was the case when you went into the trainings then? Because it, if you know if it was you know, a poor training session from you, you got left behind, so to speak. Not necessarily like, you know, they hated you by any means, but you could feel that oh, yeah. that pressure in a good way of, man, I, I, have oh, to, yeah. I have to raise my level next practice or or um, I'm going to be, and not even be on the bench or anything like that, but just I'm not going to be right. like, right, right. you know, oh, yeah. doing oh, right yeah. by the it team. Was, it was great pressure. Um, but for me, I don't, I, I, there's no such thing as pressure for me because you, if you prepare and you, you put the work in, you're ready. Why, 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 why do you feel like you're, you're pressured? Why are you, why are you worried about? 
as long as you do the work and and you prepare yourself, no nah, man, yes, go play. You know, and so um, but when I first joined United, man, I was scared, man. I was scared because like I said, their their level of play was so high. And the, the way they play was just, was just different from what I, I was used to, you know? And so it was my first two trainings, first three trainings, man. I, I was turning the ball over freaking out when I, when I got the ball. You know what I mean? Like the way they close you down. You're like, whoa. <laughs> Did you do the rondos yeah. and, and you were losing you know it? I, mean? I wasn't used to that, you know? And so I was like, whoa, I got My decision making got to get better, man. I got to be calm on the ball. I'm, I'm panicking. I'm freaking out. I got to calm down and trust myself and trust my abilities and stay, and be a student of the game. And so that for me, to answer your question, that's I think that's what made it. Yeah. Just being a student of the game, transitioning that skill. Now, when you, you obviously went on to play beyond United, tell us a little bit about that in terms of, of that, that level. And when you were looking to go to that level, did you do your research in, in terms of how – you know, colleges worked with their philosophy in relation to United's philosophy. I mean, they don't work hand in hand, but did you look for places like that? Or were you kind of just happy to be given an opportunity and you, you kind of just dove into it? Because either way is, is good. But at some times, you know, some some athletes like to, you know, they'll, they'll sacrifice a D1 opportunity to go to a, a D3, D3 school that fits their 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 personality, their philosophy with the club that they came from, things like that. How did yeah. that kind of maneuver so United you, at the um, as you went on to the next uh, level at the time converted over to Rovers? Um, that's where the best talent went. Uh, it was coached mm. by Nathan Peacock, um, a great coach, great man. Uh, another man that took yes. me in and, and and gave me anything that I needed. And so they had amazing resources and Bratzo coached that Rovers too. And everybody converted over even Muhammad and, and Tabani, you know, they're all in. Um, and so, you know, yeah. being United and Rovers, you know, you have amazing resources and going to big tournaments and, you know, we get a, we, we, the coaches, we get, the, the, we attract the coaches because of our style of play. Um, but to, uh, to answer your question, man, to be quite honest, I was mm. just happy to be given an opportunity and I just didn't quite un, um, do my research, man. It, unfortunately, you know, I didn't to be, because, you know, um, here I am as a kid from Rwanda and a top school like University of Virginia comes and knocking. I, I mean, it's like, I mean, growing up, you know, it's like Real Madrid coming in and knocking and, you know, you're just like, whoa, you know, you have to go there, you know, it's mm. Real Madrid. Um, so, so of course, the history of University of Virginia is yes. volume. I mean, there is at the time there was six-time national championship, and my freshman year we went there and we won, we won it. Um, and so I, I was kind of not necessarily pressured, but I felt like I had to I had to go there because their the reputation spoke volume. And 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 I think I made a big mistake on my part. Um, yeah, I think I, I really do because really? yes, they were a great great program, but they weren't the right the right fit for me. They were not the right fits for me. So anybody that's young mm. players that are watching this or listening to this, please, please, please do your research. And I think it's not always what's the best school. It's 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 always what's what's best for you as a player and what and, and what's what fits you. Their coaches, do they believe you. in you? Do they have a plan for you? You know, are they gonna stick with it? You know, or are they just gonna be it's one of those recruiting where you just come in and you you you, you kind of just left there. Um, or, you know, so making sure you have a relationship with them and understanding it's a great fit. 
rather than just going to the best school, going to the University yeah. of Maryland, going to Louisville, to another great top school, you know? Um, but I think I, I, that, that's on my part. That's what I made a big mistake because I just went for, to, to the school that was, that was the best, you know, and not necessarily, and not, not necessarily the best fit for me. And which um, school-wise definitely worked out. Uh, but I, for me, like, I'm not going to lie to you. I went there for school, for soccer. Um, I mean, I was, that's pretty much how I got mm. recruited and I wouldn't be going to university of Virginia wasn't for soccer. I mean, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to be quite honest. I mean, my, I got my academics, uh, make sure they were right, but I got seen because of soccer and I got into that school because of soccer. And so anybody that listening to this, please, please, please do your research, visit all those schools that, that want you, that have interest in you. Take a visit, even if you just have to just go and, and, and ten, whatever, five hours of a drive and just to check it out. And if you don't like it, that's fine. Go to the next one. Make sure you do all your research, you know, and, and sit down and meditate on it and make a final decision rather than make a rational decision um, and, and feel like you're rushed. And um, so that's my two cents and my advice to younger players, um, you know, because I'll re- let her went on to UVA and. Unfortunately, injuries started creeping in on you know, me. I tore my ACL twice. Um, I wasn't I wasn't playing at all. Um, it just wasn't wow. quite the right fit. You know, it wasn't the right environment for me. You know, um, I wanted to transfer my my after my my first year, my freshman year. I just didn't play at all, man. I just it was a it was a rocky a rocky experience. You know, I hit rock bottom, and um, it was just. You know, it's just, it, it was hard. It was very hard because here I am. Soccer is all I have, and it's my love, and it's what makes me understand life and to where I don't even understand it at all. You know, I hate it now, you know. And so it was just wasn't the right environment for me. So it just, the soccer-wise, it didn't quite work out. But I, the, I am certainly thankful for the, for the other part that, the, that I got to experience, that the social life, that the education, which I that nobody could ever take away from me. Uh, and, and so, um, you know, there's always a positive to any situation, you know, but again, I, I, I just want to encourage young players to just to yeah. do your research and, and see what's the best fit for you. And, and I truly, truly appreciate that level of candidness. And I, and I think it's very important for anybody listening. And, you know, I was, and I had listened to, to Fabrice's uh, podcast that he had sent me before we, we, we had this one. And, and you know, I, I heard that he went to Virginia and I was, I was very excited. So I knew when I, I would bring this up, I, I was expecting a different level of excitement in terms of you being, and, and clearly right. you're happy about Virginia. Right, right, right. You have no, no ill will about that situation, but I did not expect that to be perfectly honest, the level of candidness in terms of, the fact that while you were there and you, you did great things there, soccer-wise, it was not the right fit. And that is something that I think I preach on to a lot of, of kids and a lot of coaches that, that I have an opportunity to come across. And, you know, that's something that not everybody right. hears right. because right. sometimes the thing right. that's shiny right. and the thing that's big, you know, sticks out. But I, I truly appreciate you being so candid. Now, what would you say, what would you say is, is those practical things that you did from from a day to day basis, you know whether it was at the club level or whether it was at later on at at the college level when things weren't going well or if they were going well on occasion that you use that you think you can share for people who are in good good times like you were probably 
when you were feeling challenged and developing it at United and other places and where you were in some other rough times as you might have been even at places that were as right, great right. as Virginia For me, man, or, I, or, or UVA. We When we start playing this game, we fall in love with the ball, you know, and that's how we got we get in, in stepping into mm. understanding this game. And so what I would encourage and advise young players, man, when, even when you're feeling great, man, Use the ball as an opportunity to get away from the world, you know. Even if you're having difficulties, you know, you're, you're, you're doing, doing well in your exam. You then you had trouble at home. You, you argue with your mom. For me, I would just go outside and, and spend hours of juggling um, and just put my headphones on and just try to escape from, the, from, from, from reality and, and feel like I belong. And I, it was my happy place. And so... You, Spending time with the ball mm. is still today. You know, even, you know, I, I still go outside and, and juggle. I, f- I feel like a, I'm still the same kid and that has the same love for this game. Um, and so getting enough of, of time with the ball, man, you, you, just, you just really, you can't get enough of that. So please, please spend as much time as you can with the ball. And another thing is watching the game. You know, it just made me feel like alive and just seeing the pros, how their movements, their um, the decision making and when they lose the ball, their body language. So I pay attention to that. You know, when I was younger, my my high school coach um, Brad Davies, he was coaching me at Louisville Collegiate School. That's where I went to high school. He used to tell me like, the quicker you know what the quickest way to yeah. win the ball is as soon as you lose it. You know why? Because that person that doesn't think that you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna come at him. And, mm. and you know, obviously everybody will all make mistakes. Where that's what makes a humans. And the ball gets lost a lot in the game, you know. But one thing you can't do is you, you get down on yourself and your body language changes. So why you lost the ball? Get it back. And so I used to, I used to, you pay attention yes. to body languages, you know, when you when things wrong or happen, just move on, move on, move on and carry on and do better. And so that's one of the things I always try to go back into. Whenever, even when I was going rock bottom, you know, hit back-to-back ACLs, and I just trying to find my strength and, and, and why I love this game. And, and so that's what stuck me with it. You know, I, I still today, I mean, I'm, I'm, in, I'm obsessed with it. You know, it's just, it's give me so much that I just, I just can't think this game enough. And so that's my, my advice. Mm. What would you say in the context of the different clubs that you might have been through, whether it was Javanon, whether it was LSA, whether it was United? in the context of those clubs, things that you might have picked up as you went through those various clubs that, you know, hit you and you use later on, you know, whether it was the support that you felt at Javanon and, and then you learned, you know, loyalty through that or whether it was the, right, right. the, the ability to play the game and work in a team environment um, that you learned at, at another club. What, what are some specifics in those um, different clubs? You know, both that, both that clubs are very unique. They offer you. great talent, you know, and they, they developed great talent, you know. In front of me were the likes of Leif Masri. I don't know if mm. you know this, this player. He was older. He played at Javion as well. And, and Jacob Skier, Jacob Skier, I don't know if I'm saying it right. And Lindo was coming mm. on the scene at Javion. And so I was, you yes. know, having a little better skill than... Yes. Um, one of the best players on my team, I will get invited to play with. Uh, you're up with these guys, you know. And so, for me, I always saw how they moved. I was, I felt like I was, I needed to be challenged, and it was a great opportunity for me to grow and improve on. And so, 
having those opportunities at Javinon attracted me even more to stay with them because here I am as a young kid and you try to make it and, and improve and then they see the talent in me and they see the belief and they always invited me to do more. And so they stay around and ask me to train with this older age group. And so those opportunities, I can't, you know, I, I can't thank those people enough. And what United was doing, which, you know, again, we're not here to talk about driving on and United, uh, but, you know, I think both clubs, like I said, they're, they're very unique and they have their own yeah. style, like you, you pointed out, and, and they do very well and they, they're very successful, you know? And the way attracted me the most, the United is, I think, you know, every, you know exactly what you're going to get if you play a United team. You know, you know exactly from the from the uh, from the U whatever U fives mm. or whatever the, the age group you got started U tens to U eighteens, you know exactly the philosophy yes. you're gonna get the style of play. You know exactly, you know because you have. I mean, Bratzel was coaching like three or four teams. Tabani's coaching like three or four teams. You know, I mean, Mohammed is coaching. So that philosophy never changed. You just got you, you got older, but the philosophy changed. Stay the same. Mm-hmm. Stay the same. And so that's one of the consistent things that I saw about United that I think, um, I don't know, you know, again, I'm not here to 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 look down on driving up because I respect what they do and it give me so much. But I think the, one of the things that driving, I mean, uh, United does so well is the, the, the consistency with the philosophy throughout the age group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The consistency and the philosophy throughout the age group. Wow, that's... That's that's beautiful. La- last thing that I wanted to just touch on a little bit, and this is more, I guess, yeah. for, for I guess your your older folks, if you wanted to say your coaches, your even trainers, guys like you yourself who are in this mm-hmm. in this um, this business now on this end of it, and um, you know something that I always speak about is relationships mm-hmm. versus drills and versus practices. You know, um, wh- where do you kind of stand when it comes to building? relationships with individuals and with teams uh, and organization communities as opposed to, and, and maybe not even as opposed to, but in secondary to drills and being an expert in your field and being, you know, very knowledgeable and all that, all, all that kind of stuff. Where do you kind of feel that the, the, the balance should. Dude, should relationship more is everything, in, man. In, you know, in, in one of the things that attracted them to, attracted me to want to be a coach is the relationship I had with my high school coach. You know, it's the belief he had in me that even when I was down, if I had a bad game, mm. he still saw something in me that I couldn't believe, you know, because I would have a bad game. It's like, Fabrice, no, you did good. You did this. Look at what you did. Look at the positive you did, you know? And so he gave me a, a, a strength and, and just um, hope and, and, and inspiration to want to do more. And so having that relationship with him my hope and, and, and dream was to one day have a relationship with the younger players or c- coaches and whatever it might, the case might be. One of the, my, one of the coaches that I, I admire very uh, a lot and, and, uh, and I respect with the work he does is Pep Guardiola. You know, he has his own philosophy that the Barcelona way is, um, I, have, I have it hanging up in my room, mm. is the, the connective, connectivity with your, with your players, understanding what they like, uh, being human with them, but at the same time being hard, um, being real. If they have a bad game, let them know. But at the same time, being give constructive feedback, uh, making sure you know 
is those two things are balanced, you know, and I think relationships are everything because once you have a relationship with your players, man, yes. they're only going to want to do more for you and they want to, they're just going to give everything they can for you, man. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable, mm-hmm. you know, but if you're just so hard on a player, you don't give them any confidence, any, you don't give them any belief in them, bro, man, it's, it's, it's dead. It's dead. It's like a beating a dead horse, man. It's dead. So having that relationship with the players and not just being their coach, going above and beyond, texting them, hey, how are you doing? Thinking of you. What are you doing today? You know, how, how was your family? How was school? You know, talk about all those, you know, characteristics or whatever um, situation that happens in the real day world. Because um, once you have a relationship with them and they feel like you're not just their coach and you actually dare yeah. for them and you, you, you know, but you got to have a balance. You know, obviously you can't just be all in like you're, 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 you're their bro and you're their yeah, best friend. You got to have a, make sure you, you have a balance. Definitely. Your best uh, but, friends, yeah. So, <laughs> Can't be as best buddy. Keep that balance, man. Being a coach and yes. also how you making sure that they're, they're you are there for them and they understand that they they can be themselves. Um, you know, it goes it goes a long it, it goes a long way for a player, man. You know, mm, just they can be themselves. That's that, that help me be, become who I am. Just, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be myself if it weren't for them because they they gave me the freedom to express myself however I wanted and how I felt and when it was time to be hey for you know the Brato Fabrice what are you doing you know your touch you know you have so much you know he pushed me so much because he would call me out in front of everybody <laughs> you know we have like the U15s U16s all together in our lobby we having a team meeting you know, so, you know he's screaming my name he's telling me in front of everybody telling you have so much potential what are you doing you know you you, you sucked here you sucked you tell me those things you know but as a player if you're not mentally strong, yeah, great times. You know, great times. You know, good times, but good times. I, I, for yes. me, I, I was so mentally strong. I took that as a as a positive. As as a, he cares about me, he wants me to be great. He wants me to fix those mistakes and 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 do better. And so, credit to him. And that it was a great balance that he 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 approached the the coaching style very very well. So, so on just to piggyback on a little bit of that, because I think some of the personalities that you mentioned, and I think, you know, you obviously played under them. Myself, I played under Mohammed, Tabani. I don't think I played under Tabani, but Brazzo for sure. Um, I, I think the generations, right, right, right. however, the times have, have clearly changed and moved in a different direction. So what would you advise the up-and-coming coaches, the up-and-coming trainers, in terms of how to deal with this newer generation who, to be perfectly honest, I don't think could play under a Mohammed or could play under a Brazo. Mm-hmm. And this is with all due respect to these guys because they're fantastic people and coaches. But the thing is, the personality and the generations have just changed so far that to build these mm-hmm. relationships, you have to adjust the approach. You have to adjust the coaching style. So how would you advise that coaches and trainers do that without losing their personality, but also without you know, right. adhering to the kid completely First, and finding that balance in that middle people, ground. Man. You know, if you, you have to have a love for people. If you're just doing it just to coach and make money, man, this mm. company, man. you know, you, you got to be willing to invest in people and, and see them grow at the end yeah. and just grow together in general, you know? And so I think putting all you can to, into somebody else's life yeah. and, and not making it about yourself and, and making it about others 
that's what I encourage, man. You know, this is, this is not about you anymore. You know, this is not about you trying to make it to the pros. You're, if you're coaching, your pros are you coaching. You made your, you, that's your pro. That's your profession. You know, you made it. You're a coach. Now it's time for you to give back. And give you back made it. And make it about them. <laughs> it's never, it's not about you. Yep. So put your ego to the side, yes. whatever you feel like. You, you, you're a great coach. I made this, I made this player. The, the player makes the player. The coach doesn't make the player. You, you, know, you We only just give them advice and, and, and give them ideas and, and a lot mm. of and, – and, and coach them. But you don't – for me, that's what I, I believe. You know, again, I, it's my opinion. Um, I just don't think that any coach makes a player. You know, a player already is a player. He, you, he, just, he just being coached. And, and, and given ideas or how to do things, yes. how to move, your decision-making, bring it out of him exactly, you know? And that's how he becomes a player. Just bring know? it out of him. And so, that's it. please, that's coaches, it. leave your ego aside. It's not about you. It's about the players. It's about investing in, in them and, and giving them, give them all the confidence that they need. <laughs> Say it louder for the people in the back. Please. Ego, egos aside, invest in the players, invest in the kids. Well, that's brilliant. <laughs> I mean, I could not, I could not think of anything yes, better yes, to yes. end on than that, my man. It has been an absolute pleasure. Um, I, I, I can't, like I said, I, this is in the Respect. infancy of of this whole thing, and to have you on board to speak like this is is brilliant. Oh, for um, sure. But let me know. I, I, I would love, I would love to do this again. I know, you know, things are crazy out in the world, but, you know, the, yes. the sooner we can get out there, the sooner we can do this again, I would absolutely ah, love to. So words, it's been a man. pleasure having you Obviously, on. Any any final words the for the people? It's very hectic and, and uh, very um, scary, but, you know, one thing you all, you, you can't never lose your belief in, 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 yeah. and, and hope and, and faith, you know. And so no matter what happens and adversity might come, just keep pushing, keep pushing. There's always a light at the end of every tunnel. You know, I learned that through my eight, my two ACLs when I was rock bottom and, and I didn't have a way out. But I saw, I always saw a light, you know. So keep pushing, keep pushing. God is with you no matter what, you know. He's never got forgot Amen. about you. Uh, keep going and keep believing. Yes. Of course. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Amen. Okay. Thank you Always all for joining us respect, for the United the 96 FC Podcast. And thank you, Mr. Fabrice. Likewise. Take care.